Welcome to the Assemblée Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Do you love the podcast content but are looking to get a bit more one-on-one strategy? If that is the case, I really encourage you to check out our monthly masterclasses. Each month, I dive into a specific topic that is going to help you and your dance studio reach the next level. So if you're interested in finding more about that, head to assemblydancestudiocoaching.com forward slash masterclass. Again, each month is a specific topic catered to you and your dance studio all about how to grow and create a bigger, more successful, just more streamlined dance studio. And if that's something you're interested in, you can buy a one-off masterclass. So if you can sort of pick and choose to what topics suit your interests, or alternatively, you can sign up for our membership to our masterclass, which is a discounted monthly price. So whatever you are interested in joining us for, you can check that out at assemblydancestudiocoaching.com forward slash masterclass. Now sit back, relax and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. Hey guys, it's Clary Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk you through my, I guess, unconventional step-by-step guide on how to hire new teachers at your studio. So it might not be something that you've heard before, but this is a system that I use and I feel like I've got a pretty good system because we have, again, not proved, but in my opinion, the best team in the whole world. So if you'd also like the best team in the whole world, I suggest listening to today's episode to find out my best tips and strategies of how to hire amazing teachers at your studio. All right, joining me on today's episode, as always, is lovely Mariah. Hi. Uh, Another person that I hired from potentially my unconventional hiring. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this actually, no joke, is my first point. Okay. First tip to hire. Ask your current teachers and local network Mm. if you like them. I should preface that. If you ask your favorite teachers yeah or if you like all your team ask your team yeah but ask your current teachers and your local network so for instance on the sunshine coast i'm in like a messenger group with all of the other studio owners wow um and people do pop ads in there and often teachers will go like oh i know i have a teacher who works one day who would love more work they'll refer people which Mm -hmm. is so kind Mm. you might have that you might not or you might just have like a local business message group or something but i think the best position to start is to just reach out to your current teachers if you have them and say I am looking for x with the values of x I know that you guys have these so I'm feeling confident blah blah blah. so I feel like that is my first tip potentially that's not unconventional but the whole the whole strategy is um but that is my always 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 my first step and that's how we found lovely Mariah yeah because Nina when was Nina on mat leave um no she just felt that Oh, she, yeah, yeah, she couldn't teach senior hip-hop anymore, she yeah. thought. She wasn't giving them enough. But she definitely, you I definitely know. were doing a relief or something. And also she would have been fine and still is. Mm. Incredible. Yeah, she's literally the best. She taught me. I know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. Sorry, I got distracted again. Yes. Um. She found me through another teacher who recommended me, essentially. Oh, Nina had to get another. 
Or me, I got you through another teacher from Yeah, you got oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that was fantastic. And my next st- step is to ask in Facebook groups as well as any connections you might have with syllabus or other affiliations like that. So, you know, if you're a part of, for instance, our syllabus is Australian Teachers of Dancing, I have a specific group, I have an email to reach out to the admin team and they have a database of teachers who are qualified in that syllabus. Mm-hmm. So, more often than not, when I'm looking for a teacher, they don't need to be exam qualified, but sometimes it's a good place to start mm. if you're having troubles. Um, and then Facebook groups, like for instance, we have like a Dance Teacher Relief Sunshine Coast or a Dance Teacher Relief Chicago or mm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, asking in your Facebook groups as well for dance teachers and then also in the studio owner groups because someone might know someone again who's looking yeah. for extra work. Uh, and then if you do like a certain acrobatics thing or silks or aerials, like asking in those communities as well because they might know of someone. Um, and then in general, just general job posting groups, I think are always really, really good. The next thing I do is I jump into my inbox and I look back at resumes that I have received. So that's the sort of mm-hmm. – this is sort of all happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. So people – now, again, we have a bit of more of a name in our community. So, in general, people sending out resumes, I, I think they send them to us. Yeah. Um, some of them I just delete What are your huge no's? A um, word doc? I hate word documents. That's, <laughs> but I, but I, I look past that if I think that the content is good. I yeah. might just email them back straight away and say, please convert this to a PDF. I can't read yeah. it. Yeah. Because it's just all, it yeah. just is all weird. Um, some things that are really, really – great to look out for are um, their dance experience and their dance teaching history on there. Some I don't mind receiving a general resume that has like, you know, they're working at the IGA or yeah. Woolworths, whatever. I don't mind that. Mm. But if there's nothing about there about dance teaching mm. or at least their dance experience, then I'm a bit like, well, why are you do, you, do you know how this? to dance? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think what's really important to have on there is references. Mm. I hate asking for references because it's just annoying. Just send mm-hmm. them to me. If you're proud of what you do and who you are, you should want me to ask someone. Yeah. That's sort of my general vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Or often then um, we will receive an email that said like one of our teachers, they'll like name check. Yeah. Mariah asked me to send this through or recommended I send this through. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Et cetera. Yeah. Um, so when I'm looking back, I like to see, you know, where I think they'd fit, what their availability is. Obviously you could – they would – might be subject to change, but that sort of helps me as a studio owner. Um, and I sort of have a bit of a template that I reply back to these people and I always sort of like thank them for sending it through, appreciate them reaching out. I don't have a position available at the moment, but we're, I, pretty much my party line is we currently don't have an opening um, in our regular timetable, but we're always looking for team members to join our team as we are fast growing and are always on lookout for reliable relief um, or potential team members to join us as yeah. staff availability changes. Yeah. Um, if you're interested, I'd love to speak with you for a short phone interview and then provide them with like two times. Please mm-hmm. let me know what's best suitable to you. If they don't reply, well, see you later. See you later. I think 99% of the time I'll get a reply from someone yeah. straight away. We'll have a little chat on the phone. I just like to get a sense of them as a person yeah. first, whether I think they're going to be a good fit personality-wise mm. for the team. Um, and then if I get a good vibe, then from there I will suggest or offer either to come in for a trial, um, whether when either myself or Mariah or Nicola can be in the class with them um, watching the yeah. whole time. So 
give them a few options again because, again, it's not um, available, so I'm working with their schedule. Um, and then from there, I'll thank them, tell them either they're going to be a good fit and I will definitely be calling them with relief. And if they're not the best fit, I also will tell them. Yeah. So this year I've hired a couple of people who I've they've applied for one position. I've trialed them and I've said I it's just not going to be the right spot for you. And yeah. she, she openly said to me, "Oh, I agree. Yeah, I much prefer X environment." Or and I found a position for her at another location that we have, and it worked perfectly. Yeah. So sometimes if you have again a, a larger team, it might be easier to yeah. find a spot. But if not, I think having these people like already vetted Mm -hmm. so that you don't feel this like really awful sense of like stress when you go to do a relief class as well. Like if you're you're sick at home with gastro, you don't want to be thinking like, oh my God, is this random teacher? Like does she know to do X or is is he going to make sure that blah, blah knows? Anyway, whatever. It's just good to pre-vet the people. Um, If that's sort of not bringing up anything, next step for me is that I create a social post and I release that either with a specific position in mind and I include that in the caption or I might just like ask Mariah to kind of release something, you know, once every second month about teachers. Like, are you a teacher looking for a job? Blah, blah, blah. Um, And then again, if I'm really looking, I'll post it on my personal network to see if I get like a bite from someone who knows me. Uh, And then I'll ask my teachers to share that on their networks because again, they are often friends with With other dancers (laughs) or people in the industry, et cetera. Do you um, social check? Like, oh my God, it's the first thing I do. So when I get like a name, (laughs) I immediately, immediately go to their Instagram and Facebook. Now, like I personally, like, I get annoyed when it's on private because I just want to see what they're yeah. like. But also that's fantastic. Yeah. Because they're on private yeah. and then no one else can see them. Yeah. There is – and it's just and a you growing – you've got to have to because, like, they're going to be working with children and children at, you know, that sort of 13 up or whatever oh, yeah. it is these days are going to go on their teacher's Instagram profile. And there is – again, this is another topic we can yeah. definitely get into and probably will in the future. Yeah. But it's – becoming a bit of a mm. issue in terms of the way people present themselves mm. in a children's based industry we don't own our teachers in their personal life but do we have the right to ask them to turn it on private you know there's this is a mm. very gray area um so that's the first thing I do yeah once I see their name little social stalk immediately. Absolutely. 100% I do. You're so right. Yeah. And I probably would have already done that before I asked them. Because if they, in. Yeah, if yeah. they were like supporting like yeah. something I really, really disagreed, disagreed with, I just couldn't. I couldn't get past that. No. I you don't always want, have it in the mm. back of your mind. No, no, I just like the – It's a no. It's just a no. <laughs> like I have certain – and yeah. I don't care – well, I do care if people disagree with me because I think I'm right on some things. <laughs> but – the, the you message. have your values yeah. and the studio has the same or yeah. we are inclusive yeah. Yeah. in many yeah. and pretty much all yeah. areas. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, yeah, so again, with this system, it's basically about hiring to a degree before you're ready. So again, interview and trial for relief or at least to get a sense of the person to figure out where they could potentially fit. Depending on the size of your studio, again, you might just have them sitting there waiting to call for a leaf and then that might potentially turn into more consistent work or you might need to add an extra class or get them in for a workshop and kind of keep them in touch and connecting and growing that relationship in the studio. So when you inevitably or hopefully 
get them to join you more of a, a, an ongoing basis, they already have that connection with the students and you and you feel really sort of happy yeah. with that next step. Um, if you have a bigger studio and you can potentially afford this or you might you know, have a few bigger classes where you need extra people, get them into assist or co-teach where possible, like moving forward before assigning them a class. Yeah. It's a great way for them to learn from your current teachers and the methods that you have, what you like to do, how you like to run things, um, and your general expectations. Um, and then like that trustworthy teacher that you know and have can give you feedback. Some feedback, yeah. They're working great or they could improve in this area. Yeah. They're not going to be the right fit for this group yeah. or age group, whatever it is. Um, and again, overall, this will just lead to much more confidence in you and your business moving forward. Mm-hmm the end the end that's how you have literally a tap of teachers going all the time yeah now I'm also coming from a position where I'm in a in a a largely growing area and community it wasn't always the case Mm. my area used to be often a holiday destination yeah so it wasn't always people here Mm. but it's definitely growing so it's becoming Easier to a degree to find new people. Yeah. Um, but I also hear heaps of other people having issues and we we don't yeah. in general. Touch wood. Because of this method and our general, I think, openness and willingness to essentially capitalise on people when they contact us and their availability. Mm. If we like them, I will try and find a spot for them. Keep them around. Keep them around. Yeah. Provide new opportunities. Yeah. Give them more work where possible. Yeah. Et cetera. Yeah. Do you have any questions? No. Covered it all. Okay. Well, I hope that helps. So if you are struggling with that, um, keep that in mind moving forward. Again, if you're in a rural or a really small area, this is not always possible, but I think you could take the concepts in general and distill it down. It just might happen a bit less basically. Yeah. Um, but I guess in a big city as well, you'd find that a bit more simple yeah so thank you so much for joining me on today's episode i look forward to speaking with you guys next week uh talk soon bye for now thank you for listening to the assemblée dance studio coaching podcast with your host me claire o'shea if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast please share it on your stories on instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review to catch all the latest from me you can follow me on instagram and facebook at assemblée dance studio coaching Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.